and welcome back to the Learn to Sit Still podcast. I want to thank you for listening and if this is your first time joining me, welcome. I am so glad you could be here today. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And if you have an extra moment, would you consider leaving a review? It only takes a few moments or you can share this episode on social media. Both help others find this podcast. If you are looking for some good resources for deepening your faith, just visit sitstillmydaughter.com to see what is available for you, including Bible reading plans, blog posts, and downloadable guides. I also have a link in the show notes that allows you to donate to this ministry. Your support helps us in continuing to encourage the hearts of women with the truth of God's word. Today, we are wrapping up our study on the Proverbs 31 woman. I hope it has been a blessing and encouragement to you. I know that I have been challenged and convicted as I revisited my notes written in my teenage cursive handwriting, as I listened to my amazing teacher skillfully share what she had learned. I am forever grateful that I was able to hear her and glean from her wisdom and knowledge as she rightly divided these truths to a group of young girls. Our final study of this woman is in her community. While our homes are a primary place of interaction with our family, our community also is impacted and there are two verses that I wanted to highlight from this chapter that speak about that. Let's start in verse 20. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. I want to again reference a paragraph that was read to me in that Sunday school classroom and I quote, Our virtuous woman excels in trustworthiness, supportiveness, diligence, industry, thrift, creativity, organization. Her efforts and her virtue benefit her family, but she is ever ready to bestow the grace of mercy to others. She is busy, but does not overlook the needs of others. Without this godly mercy, her industry and activity could make her harsh and hurried. She'd be too busy to care, end quote too busy to care. This is a tragic statement because it is the opposite of a true believer. We are to care about others, to see their needs and have compassion, to bear each other's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ, which is what? To love one another. This is the danger of becoming too busy, even with good things. When we no longer have the time to spend with a friend, to check in and see how they're doing, or just stop and listen. That is a sign we become too busy. This is not the Proverbs 31 woman. She knows what matters most and how to arrange her day accordingly. She understands the necessity of having compassion on others and realizes how much of a difference it can make. I pray that we never become too busy to care and ask God for wisdom we plan our day. The words used in this verse also have a meaning and are worth taking a moment to unpack them. The word stretcheth out means to disperse, to spread out. It is an action. In fact, both of these words are. She reaches forth implies action. She is not sitting at home waiting for someone to have a need that she might be able to assist with. No, she is actively looking and seeking someone she can help. This is a woman of attention and intention. She doesn't merely say, I'm praying for you, but what can I do for you? Now, please don't misunderstand what I just said. I did not say it was a little thing to pray or that doing something is better than praying 
What I am saying is that we should be actively doing both. We ought to always pray for each other, but we should never use that phrase, I'm praying for you, as our check on the list of helping people when we could do more. When we hear of a need, we should pray, but also ask ourselves, is there something that I could do to help answer that prayer, either through giving or even walking with them? Remember what James says about this very topic? Listen to what he says in chapter 2, verses 14 through 18. What doth it profit, my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and have not works? Can faith save him? If a brother or sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say unto them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding ye give them not those things which are needful to the body, what doth it profit? Even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone." Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, and I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by thy works. My friends, we must be people of action, willing to not just pray, but do when we are able. We can be a blessing. My mom lost her job a couple of months ago, and we have a friend who has been actively trying to help either by asking where she works or sending us job postings that might be a possibility. That, my friends, is what a Proverbs 31 woman does. She reaches out. She reaches forth her hands. She is actively seeking ways she can be of use to someone. As believers, we are a family, and families walk with each other, and they help in any way they can. Why? Because they're family. Did you know that God wants to use us to answer someone's prayer, we are to be his hands and feet, showing the world what it means to love one another. Remember that? Galatians 6 verse 2 says, bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. What is the law of Christ? That is mentioned just in a few verses previously, loving others. Galatians 5 verse 14 tells us exactly what it is. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Loving others as yourself is how we fulfill the law of Christ. Does that mean we might have less time for us? Yes. Does that mean we need to actively look and listen to the needs of others? 100%. I'm not trying to be unkind or harsh, truly, but I have a concern that we are too busy and are missing out on what God has called us to do, to be salt and light in this world. And that means to everyone, including the least, but it is often the least that gets overlooked. What would happen if we truly cared for one another? What impact would we have on the lost as they witnessed a church that actively sought to meet the needs of their members? Would they say that we were loving and compassionate and kind? Remember the church in Acts? They sold what they had so they could do what? They could give to their brethren that were in need. They didn't sell their possessions so they could buy land for the church or fund a new ministry. Not that it's bad, but they sold it so they could help their spiritual family, the ones that were in need the most. Can I ask, are we willing to do the same? Are you willing to be spent helping others? This is how we make our lives truly count. This is how others see Jesus through our actions that mirror his example. I desire to be such a woman, one who reaches out, who stretches out her hands to those in need and reflects Christ. I have said that I am just an ordinary girl who is loved by an extraordinary God, and I seek to love others the same way. Helping others is one of those ways I show God's love. We only have one short life, and none of us even knows how short it may be, so may we be women who spend our todays stretching and reaching out to others in need and in so doing 
fulfill the law of Christ. The other verse I want to examine is verse 26. And of course you're saying, um, Sarah, we already talked about that one last week. Remember when referencing her character? I know, but I want to hone in on something specific. So let's read that verse again. She openeth her mouth with wisdom and in her tongue is the law of kindness. Our words are not spoken to, nor do they impact and influence our family alone, but they impact our community. Her wisdom and kindness reach far beyond the four walls of her home. Think about the wise woman of Abel, whose wisdom saved an entire village, and Abigail as well, whose words stayed the anger of David, saving the lives of her husband's servants and preventing David from an action that he would later regret. What comes out of our mouth goes farther than we could imagine, like ripples that begin small but will grow in size. What is our reputation within the community? Are we known to speak words of kindness, encouragement, and patience, or are we quick-tempered, grumbling, and bitter? It is much easier to be the latter because it falls within our old nature, but we have been called to walk in the spirit so that we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. We must actively choose to use the words that come out of our mouth as a blessing to others, to speak words of wisdom and kindness. The word law can mean custom or manner, which makes me think, what is customary in my own speech? Is it marked by kindness? Is it my manner of speaking? Or do I utter vain, foolish words on a regular basis and am known for only that? This takes real discipline to master, maybe even a lifetime. But I pray that I will actively pursue this goal with the Lord's help so that it becomes my customary speech. My friends, our community needs women like the Proverbs 31 lady, someone who is willing to wholly follow Christ, to be his ambassador to the world, an ambassador who reflects his love, grace, mercy, righteousness, goodness, patience, compassion, and even holiness. This is the purpose of our life, our thrust to live worthy of the vocation we have been called to preach Christ to the world. And we do that not just in word, but more so in deed. And may we be women who pour ourselves into the lives of our spiritual family, actively looking and listening to the needs around us. Now, none of us can do it all, but we can all do some and together we will make a difference. And will you join me in becoming a Proverbs 31 woman who chooses to fear the Lord and walk in the spirit? And with that question, we will end today's episode and our study on the Proverbs 31 woman. I pray you have a wonderful day, my friends. Let's be women who dwell in the quiet place, continuing to grow in our knowledge of the Lord. Mm-hmm.